Microphone check, one, two, one, two, and I am back. Welcome. How are you guys doing? I've missed you. I haven't been around for like two weeks in your eardrums, and I'm back. Welcome to the third episode of The Morning Blend. My name is Dale Thomas. You can call me Dave for short. Here's a podcast where we talk about television, music, movies, video games, a lot of video games, pretty much anything entertainment-wise. How have you guys been? You had a good week? Yeah? Did you get that promotion you wanted? Did you? Wow. I'm really, really happy for you. I'm glad. Keep up the great work, boss. Winky face, winky face. So, let's get right to brass sacks. This is the first part about this podcast. There's going to be a little bit of spoilers. Because I'm going to talk about Infinity Wars. Because I assume by now, everyone who really wanted to see it probably got the chance to see it already. Um, so, I got a chance to go see it on, was it Saturday? I went for a matinee on Saturday. I actually went to one of those really fancy movie theaters. You know, the ones with like the reclining seats. And this one was interesting because they served alcohol at that movie theater, which I find to be really odd to sell alcohol at a movie theater because those two just kind of are asking for a bad time. Like someone's probably going to get drunk at the movie theater. There had to at least be one person at that IPIC theater who got drunk and uh, was super belligerent and had to get kicked out of the movie theater. But I digress. Infinity Wars. Um, I thought it was pretty solid. Thought it was a good movie. I'm gonna say right now, uh, spoilers. Probably for the next five to ten minutes, I'll be talking about the movie. So diving right back into, it. yeah, uh, people were upset about the ending, but I really liked the ending. I liked, you know, the chaos at the end, uh, with everyone, well, fifty percent of the population dying. Uh, you know, they had the introduction of Miss Marvel is gonna be in the next one, who's gonna be the saving grace of them. I think that realistically, the only people who are going to stay dead is probably, well, I should say, hopefully Loki, hopefully Vision, um, anyone who kind of died beforehand. I know Gamora is not going to die because that's Guardian of the Galaxy money. They're not going to throw that away by getting rid of Gamora. Um, but, you know, anyone who kind of, like, died, died, I kind of hope they stay dead. Like, leave a little bit of impact. There are losses when you do, when you fail. Like, there are losses. And I hope they really commit and stick with that. One interesting thing about the movie is I can tell that they didn't realize how popular Black Panther was going to be. Because I really felt like he was underutilized in the entire movie. Like Shuri and um, the other woman, her name escapes me. They had like very much so small lines in the movie. And Black Panther kind of just seemed like pointless. You know, even during his fight scenes, it was just kind of like... Yeah, Black Panther, woo. But you can tell, like, they didn't expect... I mean, I don't think anyone expect, except for, like, the black community, expected Black Panther to do over a billion dollars in gross. So there's no way they expected for that movie to be as popular as it was. So he was underutilized. Um, The movie continued to show me why I don't like Captain America. I don't know what it is about him. I just think he's pretty lame. Like, bearded Captain America is just... Eh, just not my cup of tea. Iron Man is great, but Iron Man's always good. Um, I like what they did with the Hulk. You know, at first I didn't, but then I kind of recapped it. I'd like to watch the movie a second time. But I kind of went back over it with a few friends and said, you know what? I kind of like that the Hulk didn't really Hulk out that movie, save all that good stuff for the second movie. Um, they really turned up with Thor. Like, they did Thor, like, justice. 
they gave I don't know what bonus check or what he signed on for, but him he he did work. Him and Doctor Strange really got a lot of love in that movie. I'm thinking they really expected that Thor, the third Thor movie, to really be a hitter, which I think it was for a lot of people. I mean, if you go back to the older podcast, I personally wasn't the biggest fan of that movie, but a lot of people were. So, but uh, yeah, overall, great movie. I hope that Black Widow dies and they replace her for Scarlet Witch. Spider-Man did his thing. He had some good lines in there. He was Spidey. Um, the Guardians of the Galaxy stuff was good. I love Teenage Groot. And, uh, yeah, that's really it. See, that was pretty quick. What was that? Like three minutes of talking about the movie. I had this whole column of, like, oh, you're going to talk about uh, Infinity Wars forever. Eh, it was a solid movie. I need to watch it a second time to really feel like, to really find out if I like it. You know? Like, with movies like Infinity Wars and Black Panther, a lot of the times the Marvel movies, I find myself having to watch it a second or third time to see if I really, really like it. Also, fun fact, there is an Easter egg with Arrested Development in Infinity Wars, and it's really funny when someone points it out to you. Uh, I don't want to ruin it, but I'm sure you'll see it there if you look closely or if you just go on YouTube like I did and saw the Easter egg for that. Um, I'm excited for the second one, and I'm probably going to watch the movie again. Speaking of movies, uh, the next Marvel movie that comes out is going to be Deadpool 2, and my expectations are... I, like, don't want them to be high, but they are. Like, because I like the first one so much, and they have Terry Crews. They have the one black chick from Atlanta. Her name escapes me, and I love Ryan Reynolds. It's just like, yeah, I really want this movie to work out. So that's when I definitely feel like I'm going to see on a Friday. Like, I, I'm really looking forward to Deadpool. More, I think I'm looking more forward to Deadpool than I was Infinity Wars, to be honest with you. Like, I just really like the comedy in Deadpool. So, you know. So, what kind of television have you guys been watching lately? Because uh, I've been watching My Hero Academia. Because the new season uh, started back up. Uh, fresh off the boat. And now I know everything about Chinese people. At least that's what I tell my coworker That I understand Chinese people now. And The Handmaid's Tale. I keep saying Handmaid's. The Handmaid's Tale. So, My Hero Academia is you know if you guys don't watch it it's an anime and you guys already know that i'm a nerd so i think i've said this before but i feel like my hero academia is gonna be the new naruto like it's gonna be the top cake top dog i said top cake jesus the top dog <laughs> of uh anime it has all the aspects it's great character development hey kaya how are you that's my dog uh great character development and um the new season it's speeding along. They're going right to the action. And that's one thing I really like about that anime. Because animes like uh, Dragon Ball Z or Naruto, there's so much preamble before a fight or for a fight to you know take place. And I was reading the manga for a little bit. And one of the, the last fight that just happened, it was like three chapters in the manga long that fight took. And they just blew it away in one episode. And my mind was blown. Because if anyone knows who reads a manga and watches anime, to do a fight scene, like a big fight scene, they usually take like two episodes, two episodes to three episodes, like minimum, to do a big fight scene. So I was really happy that they didn't talk. And I think it really goes to them talking during fighting, rather than just having long monologues with no action. 
because that's a lot of how Dragon Ball Z went. Very long monologue, then some action, then very long monologue, then some action. They rarely spoke when they fought, where in My Hero Academia, they tend to fight and talk at the same time. And that just progresses and speeds up the episode a lot. And I, I really like about that anime. So, if anyone is interested in new anime, I highly recommend My Hero Academia. I mean, even my fiance likes it. So if Kaylee likes the same show that I like, that's a that's a pretty big deal, not for nothing. So I've, like I was saying before, I've also been watching Fresh Off the Boat. I'm on the third season. It's a song that was loosely based off of the book created by Eddie Huang, and uh, I really like it. Like it's basically, is I knew I said I was gonna watch it before. It's you know it's blackish for Asian people. <laughs> like that's the best way to say it, you know, and it's wildly entertaining and i it's just wholesome and fun because you know as i watch a handsmaid's tale and i'll get to that shortly i need to balance out like that really kind of dark and gloomy show with something really bright and happy like i'll wake up watching fresh off the boat you know like that'll be the show i watch in the morning while i'm brushing my teeth or something like that then like at nighttime before i go to bed i'll watch the handsmaid's tale you know, it's super light, and it's another show I recommend if you're looking for something light and happy. Uh, my Chinese friend said that a lot of things that I was telling him about the show is a lot like how Taiwanese people are. So at least they stay pretty accurate, according to him. I can't speak for, he doesn't speak for all Asians. But according to him, it's pretty accurate on how his family was. The same way Blackish is pretty accurate on how my family is. So I just really like all the representation on TV. And I really love Constance Wu, the mother in that show. She's a f- really great actress. And a character that I usually wouldn't like, I really love her because she makes it so lovable. You know, I see a lot of uh, relatable things between Taiwanese people in the show and my family being Jamaicans, especially with like work ethic and going to school and discipline and things like that. So I see a lot of uh, comparisons. And that's really fun to see it through the eyes of someone else growing up because it's a show based in the 90s, which is the same time I was growing up. And lastly, the TV show I'm currently still watching. I think I'm like four episodes in The Handmaid's Tale. And that show is about basically a dystopia and where I believe women couldn't really get pregnant anymore. So there's only a handful of women that can get pregnant. And now they're forced to have children to continue the population, but they're very heavily religious. I'm still trying to get a proper grasp on it. But from what I've seen right now, men are awful. And I really like the show, but men are horrible. And it's not a dystopia that I would like to live in. It's, I would, I know, at least for the first four episodes, I recommend it. It's, it's a very interesting show that's taking a different look on something that I haven't seen in a while. So that's something that I would uh, highly recommend. And um, my next thing, to, oh, big news, something I've know I've talked about before, and I'm really excited to announce that the uh, beta for Stardew Valley is coming out, and um, it came out today. Oh, hey, Kai, again. The beta for Stardew Valley came out today, and I'm really excited. Actually, as we speak right now, I'm currently uh, downloading it, well, re-downloading it, and going to probably play it with a few friends, so it's going to be dope. 
I'm excited to give that game another play again because I know that I only put about eight to ten hours into the game because when I heard that they were coming out with multiplayer, I just said, you know what, I want to experience this whole game with a friend because it's basically Harvest Moon, and I loved Harvest Moon as a kid. So from the eight hours I played the game, I was like, okay, this is a game I know that I'm going to like a lot, and I would like to experience with other people because otherwise I'm going to do this and then come back to it and do it with friends, and I kind of like, you know, that feeling of newness when you're playing with friends and experience everything for the first time. So, you know, if you guys haven't already, download the beta for it if you're into betas and give it a shot because I definitely know that I will be. And speaking of games, um, Far Cry 5. I was playing with Welgy, him and I, we were live streaming the game and uh, we beat it. Now, again, gonna hit back into the spoiler realm again. Um, Far Cry 5, there is a, there's a map, like, the game is divided into three maps, and I want to say it's John Seed, not Joseph, I'm pretty sure it was John Seed, um, that character, he makes you do a set amount of trials, and where you're in a kill room, and you're killing these people, you know, NPCs, and you're just doing it room by room, and he's like, good, yes, continue, perfect, things like that, and, you know, you're doing it. And, you know, me and Welgy, we were playing the game, and we know that, like, basically, what's going to happen is he's going to put one of our friends at the end of the hallway, and we're going to shoot him. Like, we just know where this story goes. This is a narrative we've seen over and over again. So he does it throughout, you know, doing the game, and he does it three times. And at one point, the NPC said, hey, listen, don't go back home because you've done the trials three times. He's already got you in his grasp. You just don't do it, all right? Don't go back home. So he catches you a fourth time. And, you know, you're doing the trial. You're like, and I'm doing it. I'm doing it with Welsh. You and him are joking around. We're talking. And we're playing the game. And we're doing it. And we're doing it. Until eventually he does it and snaps to the person. And I immediately snap and shoot my, uh, you know, the teammate, the NPC, the friendly. And at that moment, I realized that I got brainwashed. <laughs> Like, I knew it was going to happen. I knew what I was doing. I was fully aware. The game told you that they were going to do it. I knew from, like, playing games and just stories in general that I was going to do it. But at that instance of doing it through muscle memory over and over and over again, I just didn't think twice about it. And I just did it. And um, I know I have a clip of it on the stream because my mouth is, like, wide open. I'm looking at myself now. And my mouth is wide open because I just realized... Yeah, they tricked me. Like, I just got brainwashed. And I had to give them really big kudos for that. Because it's, it's been a while since the game kind of, like, brainwashes you. I forgot the last game that did it really well. I know for a lot of people, it was uh, Spec Ops The Line. Like, that game brainwashed them a lot. But, um, I f like, those are the moments why I play games. It's something that you know is going to happen. You're consistently doing it. But you still do it anyway at the end. And you knew what the end result was going to be. But you're just continuing the pattern over and over again. And um, moments like that is just... I love moments like that. Because I don't get that feeling from like watching movies. Well, except for like the movie Old Boy. Which was like, you know, a mind crap. You know what I mean? But I, it's really just games where they're more engaging in that way that they engage my mind to actually do something that I had no intention of doing, you know? So, it just like, 
was just a really funny and great experience. And by the magic of the pause button, I'm back. Sorry about that. I had to let my dog out, which is Kaya and Harrison. Um, so going back, actually, we're skipping ahead here because um, I did talk about how I was live streaming with WellJ. And I want to be, give a big shout out to all the people who come out to my live stream. Uh, I've had some full rooms in there with, and I just really appreciate all the support that you guys do. And for those of who listen to the podcast, just know that I really appreciate it. You guys hanging out with me. Um, this is a new experience for me for live streaming. I know if you guys have been listening to the podcast, you hear back in my older podcast how I didn't really understand the concept of it, and how you know people kind of came for the game and not the people. But now, as I've grown older and grown more into it, I understand it now. And I get it now. So I really want to give a big shout out to everyone who came out to watch my live stream. Uh, it's different. And I like it more than trying to make YouTube videos and editing a bunch of things because it's just a real me. It's really me playing the game. And, you know, people are enjoying my chill environment and just the banter between me, Welger, and me and uh, Matt. So, again, I just want to really say I appreciate and thank you for everyone who takes the time out to sit in the stream and watch, especially people like Shin. I want to give you a big shout out because I really appreciate that. And Cindy as well. Uh, thank you, guys. And I, it really does mean a lot to me. And uh, I have to talk about a topic that um, a lot of my friends have been asking me about because if they know me in real life, they know that I'm a huge Kanye West fan, like really big Kanye West fan and lately on like social media we've seen Kanye kind of going what people would say crazy and when I think about crazy I always go back to that old uh, interview with Dave Chappelle um it was like inside with the actor and you know he speaks about you know when you call someone crazy is dismissive and it might be the environment that's crazy and not the person I feel everyone has their right to vote for or believe in who they want to believe in. Although I may not agree with you, I'm not going to hate you as a person. Um, the thing where like you see a lot of people kind of an uproar about Kanye is from someone who's been a huge Kanye West fan from like, I think College Dropout was literally the first CD album I ever bought was College Dropout. And... Um, <laughs> He himself was actually someone who is someone who like really inspired me, like creativity wise and things like that. So to see him being a Trump supporter, even how much I'm against it, it kind of really sucked. But I mean, like I said, everyone is entitled to their own feelings, their own beliefs. I think where it hurts the most is that he's the same one person who says George Bush doesn't care about black people. And a lot of his music was about like the black struggle and being young and black and being weird and being different. And me, someone who was going through like middle school and things like that, I was always called like someone who's white, someone who acted not black or things like that, and who was just a nerd. And listen to Kanye West's music is finding another person who is like really like the Kira, who is really into like nerd culture and things like that, and really into fashion, things that like weren't seem as cool like i say kanye west is one of the first people who instead of having like those video vixens who's like rappers pouring champagne on girls butts he was someone who had ballet dancers someone who has supermodels and things like that to show that you know not really so much objectifying women that much although you can go back and say yeah the new workout plan and things like that but his later stuff was things that weren't really seen in the culture especially in hip-hop you know, 
He was the one wearing, you know, the polo and the backpack and the Louis backpack. You know what I mean? So it just kind of goes against the grain of like everything he has always gone for. And just more so looking as if he's lost his mind. And again, I don't want to call anyone crazy because crazy is dismissive. Uh, we may have a difference of opinion, and I won't lie to you. It's a little bit harder to listen to his music, well, his new music, because then we get into the realm of like, which is, I guess, a question for you guys, is that can you still be with an artist even if you don't believe in something that goes against like your foundation? Like, can you continue to support that artist? Whether that be a musician, whether it be another streamer, whether it be a YouTuber, a movie star, anything really. I'm curious how you guys feel about it. Is that can you continue to support someone that may not necessarily feel like they're supporting you back? And I think that's the question I've been really asking myself is, you know, how do I really feel about Kanye now? Can I continue to listen to his music? Can I continue to support him? Like, I really want to listen to his new albums. I hear there's an interview coming out with him and Charlemagne, which, by the way, I met Charlemagne, the radio personality DJ in New York, on Wednesday. I went to his book signing. Super nice guy. Um, got a chance to talk to him briefly. Really cool individual. So I got to do that. But that's a little bit of a sidebar. So, again, going back to my question, you know, how, how do you guys feel about it? Because I would like to hear some different opinions than just the ones in my own head. <laughs> you know what I mean? And um, before I actually started podcasting today, I saw something. I was watching the uh, Philip DeFranco show. And I was seeing, you know, he's reporting on a girl wearing a um, Asian uh, dress, uh, you know. And how she was getting, like, slaughtered on Twitter by, you know, a man who says, don't misappropriate my culture and things like that. And, um, you know. They deep dive back into his Twitter page. And I'm kind of butchering the story. But they deep dive back into his Twitter page and saw that, you know, he was using words like the N-word a lot and things like that. And talking about how eating tamales with chopsticks is why America was created. But now, fast forward, is really like the strongest white girl for wearing, you know, a typical Chinese dress for her prom. And feeling as if she's misappropriating his culture. And I have a question. Is that, do you guys think that we're too woke? Like, because when he showed the picture in the beginning of the, you know, the bit, um, I couldn't see anything wrong with it. And maybe I'm thinking, and I try to think of my, from my own perspective, is that maybe if all the guys, instead of wearing, you know, suits, were all wearing, like, dashikis or something like that, would I feel like they're appropriating my culture? Should I, would I feel offended by that? And for a second there, I did feel offended. I was like, you know, if a bunch of white guys were wearing dashikis, I feel like, they're doing it ironically. They're doing it to make fun of it. They're not doing it because they're appreciating it. They're doing it because they're like, this is silly. And, you know, maybe the real thing is maybe they just think it's cool. You know, maybe I'm using my own biases or my own experiences of how I dealt with young kids in my age when I was going to high school and middle school. Maybe they just think that's cool. And they think, hey, I would like to wear that because the shikis do look pretty cool. Granted, it does look funny when a white person is wearing a dashiki in any circumstance. <laughs> But, you know, they might just think it's cool. And I think it goes back to her where she just saw, you know, she wrote back herself that she just saw a dress. She thought it was beautiful. So she bought it. And then she wore it. She didn't mean any harm to it. So I always feel like, and I think I said it with Tuna before in the last podcast, that I feel like we're too woke. 
Like, we're too offended by things. I don't think we take a time or the second to just, like, breathe and say, is this something I should really be offended by? You know, like, when I make jokes and things like that, there's hardly anything you could find me that I could really find offensive. Other than you call them, like, the N-word to my face or call me, you know, discriminating against me, I'll be like, you know, I guess that's offensive. I'll say, hey, please don't do that because that's kind of rude. But I do think that we're in a place where we're just kind of offended by everything. And it's kind of, I it's, it's really annoying. It's just really annoying. It's like, is it really that big of a deal? I, as I always say, there are bigger issues going on in the world that, you know, if some girl's wearing a dress and she didn't, granted, it's a pretty dress. I like it. Like, for me, I, I have a kimono bathrobe that's straight from Japanese culture. The same shoes that Jiraiya wears... Um, those sandals, I own a pair of those, and I told my brother to get me those from Japan because I think they look really cool. If I wear my kimono and those uh, sandals, am I now appropriating Japanese culture? Like, I don't mean it in any offensive way. I just mean it because those are things that I think look really cool. I think Japanese samurai shorts are really cool. I watch anime because I love Japanese culture. I love Asian culture in general. You know, and I just think that just because someone's using it doesn't mean they're always making fun of it. And I think sometimes we stem back from some of the people, the one or two people that we really experience in our lifetime. We just put that and blanket all of them with that. With that white, a yellow, brown, whatever. We just blanket it with like the handful of bad experiences we had. Like, if I had to really dig deep and say, bad experiences that I have had with white people, maybe four? You know? And I guess I'm really fortunate and lucky to be in a place where I don't have that many. And maybe it was covert. Covert. But at least it was shown to me. Everyone was generally nice to me. Yeah, I mean, sometimes they make fun like, oh, black people love chicken. Black people love watermelon. And I'd say, white people can't season food. You know, we would just both make fun of each other. And now we're in a place where you say that and it's just like you hate the entire race. No, if it's a joke, it's just a funny joke. And if someone's wearing something that might be from your culture, maybe they just really think it's cool. And they're not trying to do it ironically. I think that's what we have to do more is have a conversation rather than saying who can shout the loudest. Who can go out and just blow up someone's spot. And try and have them apologize for something. And why do you want an apology so bad? Because it's not a real apology. Like 80% of the time. And yeah, maybe it seems like I'm assuming. But me from my own head. But if I was forced to apologize for something. Because you guys are all screaming at me. I probably wouldn't really feel sorry. I'd actually feel more jaded towards all of you. Than really sorry. Because you're not explaining it. You're just shouting at me. Telling me not to do that. Because it's wrong. But if I really like it, then maybe I'm not doing it to hurt your feelings. Maybe I'm just doing it because it's cool to me. You know? <laughs> so, that's my little spiel on Too Woke. I think we just have to have better times having conversations rather than just yelling at people. And really see from their perspective on why they thought it was okay. And don't get me wrong, there are some blatant racist things out there. You know, I don't feel like anyone should say the n-word, even black people. I mean, I occasionally say it, but I say it like I put paprika on a chicken. Like, very, very gingerly. <laughs> you know? But 
yeah, that's just my opinion on it. Just be nice to everyone and get an explanation before you get mad at someone. It takes too long to be upset with someone when you could just ask for an explanation and, you know, breeze right past it. So I want to say that, like, my gem of the week is a movie that just came out. Um, this Was it this year? I thought that this year or last year. But it, it just came out recently, and now it's on DVD. It's called Den of Thieves. Um, highly suggest it. It's a sleeper movie. It's a lot of action. It's really fun. It'll make you want to play the game Payday 2. It'll make you want to watch John Wick. It'll make you want to do <laughs> Rob a Bank. It's just a really fun show. A uh, fun show. Sorry. Fun movie to um to watch. So I recommend it. Give it a shot. Den of Thieves. I think it's on DVD now. So if you enjoy it, then, you know, give it a watch. Let me know what you think of it. Hope you like it. If you love it, hate it, let me know in the comments down below. So I want to say uh, thank you guys again for hanging out and listening to the podcast. Uh, it's a little shorter than last time because you guys know when I do a podcast by myself, I try to keep it around 30 minutes, maybe 45 minutes because it's just me. So I know you can only really listen to one voice for so long. Uh, also, if you haven't already, listen to J. Cole's album. Really dope. KOA. I'm not... I'm not, or I should I say, I haven't always been the biggest J. Cole fan. I think it's okay. Like, I respect him. I think he had the same issue where Nas has, at least for me, where his beat selection is always kind of really slow or just just production-wise, it's always kind of like, eh. Like, he had maybe three good hits for me that, I, that really connected to me. But this KOA album, I really like it. Super dope. I've been listening listening to it every morning when I'm on my ride to uh, work or to the gym. So, it's been going well. And also, I don't know if I said it before, but I got personal trainer at the gym. So, I'm trying to lose the dad body. You know? Trying to unlock that hidden video game character that's hiding inside of me. So, if you guys have also uh, joined the journey with me. And also see, like, let's lose this weight together. If you have any extra pounds you're trying to do, because I have to get ready for my wedding. And I would like to look really good in my suit. So, as always, I want to say thank you guys for listening to the podcast. And lastly, uh, don't be motivated by your results. Be motivated by... Ugh, I fucked it up. <laughs> don't be motivated by your results. Be motivated by your resolve. Have a good day. <laughs>